of Marcus Aurelius. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius by Marcus Aurelius Antoninus. Translated by George Long. Chapter 7. What is badness? It is that which thou hast often seen. And on the occasion of everything which happens, keep this in mind, that it is that which thou hast often seen. Everywhere up and down thou wilt find the same things, with which the old histories are filled, those of the Middle Ages and those of our own day, with which cities and houses are filled now. There is nothing new. All things are both familiar and short-lived. 2. How can our principles become dead, unless the impressions, thoughts, which correspond to them are extinguished? But it is in thy power continuously to fan these thoughts into a flame. I can have that opinion about anything which I ought to have. If I can, why am I disturbed? 
The things which are external to my mind have no relation at all to my mind. Let this be the state of thy effects, and thou standest erect. To recover thy life is in thy power. Look at things again as thou didst used to look at them, for in this consists the recovery of thy life. 3. The idle business of show. Plays on the stage, flocks of sheep, herds, exercises with spears, a bone to cast to little dogs, a bit of bread into fish ponds, laborings of ants and burden carrying, runnings about of frightened little mice, puppets pulled by strings, all alike. It is thy duty then in the midst of such things to show good humor and not a proud air. To understand, however, that every man is worth just so much as the things are worth about which he busies himself. 4. In discourse thou must attend to what is said, and in every movement thou must observe what is doing, and in the one thou shouldst see immediately to what end it refers. But in the other, watch carefully what... Perhaps I have such special needs. Yeah, it's gonna be pain testers. Wrecking flows. Do it folks. The insurance that I know I need could surely be 50k surety for the trust. BOP, then we can skip a mission, drop a gems. And I really hope that you listen in, getting faster with the mittens, recording what I'm saying just so I'm not forgetting. My mind is heavy with decisions with the China and connection to the lithium and palm deals. Haters brush me off, say it sounds like a tall tale. Service rendered on mail in the packages delivered. Pull up on them, make them shiver. Wrecking flows all up in November. Yeah, you know me, I've been the number one contender. Chopping up the CSVs like the blades of a blender. Banks have the funding when the trust was getting notarized. Never knowing what the breakfast is. Men is so potent when I step out in a suit and tie. Haters swear that it's a disguise. Wise guys from the center, Rosa Drive. Shipping brothers all through Best Eye. I need a business operation policy. I need a business operator policy. I need a business operator policy. I need a business operator policy. I need I need a business operator policy. 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 Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 17 of The Art of Money Getting. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Preston. The Art of Money Getting by P.T. Barnum. Chapter 17. Be Polite and Kind to Your Customers. Politeness and civility are the best capital ever invested in business. Large stores, gilt signs, 
flaming advertisements will all prove unavailing if you or your employees treat your patrons abruptly. The truth is, the more kind and liberal a man is, the more generous will be the patronage bestowed upon him. Like begets like. The man who gives the greatest amount of goods of a corresponding quality for the least sum, still reserving for himself a profit, will generally succeed best in the long run. This brings us to the golden rule. As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them. And they will do better by you than if you always treated them as if you wanted to get the most you could out of them for the least return. Men who drive sharp bargains with their customers, acting as if they never expected to see them again, will not be mistaken. They will never see them again as customers. People don't like to pay and get kicked also. One of the ushers in my museum once told me he intended to whip a man who was in the lecture room as soon as he came out. What for? I inquired. Because he said I was no gentleman, replied the usher. Never mind, I replied. He pays for that, and you will not convince him you are a gentleman by whipping him. I cannot afford to lose a customer. If you whip him, he will never visit the museum again, and he will induce friends to go with him to other places of amusement instead of this, and thus you see, I should be a serious loser. But he insulted me, muttered the usher. Exactly, I replied. And if he owned the museum, and you had paid him for the privilege of visiting it, and he had then insulted you, there might be some reason in your resenting it. But in this instance, he is the man who pays while we receive, and you must, therefore, put up with his bad manners. My usher... Chapter 17 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 17 what importance the armies of the present day should allow to artillery, and whether the commonly received opinion concerning it be just. Looking to the number of pitched battles, or what are termed by the French journeys, and by the Italians fatti d'arme, fought by the Romans at diverse times, I am led further to examine the generally received opinion that had artillery been in use in their day, the Romans would not have been allowed, or at least not with the same ease to subjugate provinces and make other nations their tributaries, and could never have spread their power in the astonishing way they did. For it is said that by reason of these firearms men can no longer use or display their personal valor as they could of old, that there is greater difficulty now than there was in former times in joining battle, that the tactics followed then cannot be followed now, and that in time all warfare must resolve itself into a question of artillery. Judging it not out of place to inquire whether these opinions are sound, and how far artillery has added to or taken from the strength of armies, and whether its use lessens or increases the opportunities for a good captain to behave valiantly, I shall at once address myself to the first of the averments noticed above, namely that the armies of the ancient Romans could not have made the conquests they did had artillery then been in use. To this I answer by saying that, since war is made for purposes either of offense or defense, 
be a first to see in which of these two kinds of warfare artillery gives the greater advantage or inflicts the greater hurt. Now, though something might be said both ways, I nevertheless believe that artillery is beyond comparison more hurtful to him who stands on the defensive than to him who attacks. For he who defends himself must either do so in a town or in a fortified camp. If within a town, either the town will be a small one, as fortified towns commonly are, or it will be a great one. In the former case, he who is on the defensive is at once undone, for such is the shock of artillery that there is no wall so strong that in a few days it will not batter down, when, unless those within have ample room to withdraw behind covering works and trenches, they must be beaten, it being impossible for them to... This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Moira Fogarty. The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Translated by Lionel Giles. Part 7. Maneuvering. Sun Tzu said, In war, the general receives his commands from the sovereign. Having collected an army and concentrated his forces, he must blend and harmonize the different elements thereof before pitching his camp. After that comes tactical maneuvering, than which there is nothing more difficult. The difficulty of tactical maneuvering consists in turning the devious into the direct, and misfortune into gain. Thus, to take a long and circuitous route, after enticing the enemy out of the way, and though starting after him, to contrive to reach the goal before him shows knowledge of the artifice of deviation. Maneuvering with an army is advantageous, with an undisciplined multitude most dangerous. If you set a fully equipped army in march in order to snatch an advantage, the chances are that you will be too late. On the other hand, to detach a flying column for the purpose involves the sacrifice of its baggage and stores. Thus, if you order your men to roll up their buff coats and make forced marches without halting day or night, covering double the usual distance at a stretch, doing a hundredly in order to rest an advantage, the leaders of all your three divisions will fall into the hands of the enemy. The stronger men will be in front, the jaded ones will fall behind, and on this plan only one-tenth of your army will reach its destination. If you march fifty li in order to outmaneuver the enemy, you will lose the leader of your first division, and only half your force will reach the goal. If you march thirty li with the same object, two-thirds of your army will arrive. We may take it then that an army without its baggage train is lost. Without provisions, it is lost. Without bases of supply, it is lost. We cannot enter into alliances until we are acquainted with the designs of our neighbors. We are not fit to lead an army on the march unless we are familiar with the face of the country, its mountains and forests, its pitfalls and precipices, its marshes and swamps. We shall be unable to turn natural advantage to account unless we may...
All day, type of sort, tack K, recon a play by the bay, wrote a young place with the graphite paint, boom on what you paint, spectators admire by the jealous wine, cause they can't pull up, making haters paint, you say you think about the dope, but so do I, analyze 10Ks and KMLs on the fly, Mr. FFF back, tack ICXRs got me going hard, cause it's just stand easy, wait for me to bow guard like non-stop, speed the bend on the improv, reverse time with mechanical clocks, bashed into chopping files, like the blades of a blender 5k impressions from the news post on twitter I deliver making suckers shiver wrecking blows false from a spring of winter about to analyze the 10k I'm about to analyze the KML about to analyze the KML I'm about to analyze the KML I'm about to analyze the KML about to analyze of the science of being great by Wallace D. Wattles. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A mental exercise. The purpose of mental exercises must not be misunderstood. There is no virtue in charms or formulated strings of words. There is no shortcut to development by repeating prayers or incantations. A mental exercise is an exercise not in repeating words, but in the thinking of certain thoughts. The phrases that we repeatedly hear become convictions, as Goethe says, and the thoughts that we repeatedly think become habitual and make us what we are. The purpose in taking a mental exercise is that you may think certain thoughts repeatedly until you form a habit of thinking them. Then they will be your thoughts all the time. Taken in the right way and with an understanding of their purpose, mental exercises are of great value. But taken as most people take them, they are worse than useless. The thoughts embodied in the following exercise are the ones you want to think. You should take the exercise once or twice daily, but you should think the thoughts continuously. That is, do not think them twice a day for a stated time, and then forget them until it is time to take the exercise again. The exercise is to impress you with the material for continuous thought. Take a time when you can have from 20 minutes to half an hour secure from interruption, and proceed first to make yourself physically comfortable. Lie at ease in a Morris chair, or on a couch, or in bed. It is best to lie flat on your back. If you have no other time, take the exercise on going to bed at night and before rising in the morning. First let your attention travel over your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, relaxing every muscle as you go. Relax completely. And next, get physical and other ills off your mind. Let the attention pass down the spinal cord and out over the nerves to the extremities. And as you do so, think, my nerves are in perfect order all over my body. They obey my will and I have great nerve force. Next, bring your attention to the lungs and think, I am breathing deeply and quietly and the air goes into every cell of my lungs, which are in perfect condition. 
my blood is purified and made clean. Next, to the heart. My heart is beating strongly and steadily, and my circulation is perfect, even to the extremities. Next, to the digestive system. Uh. Uh. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Multiple buckets of money, make yeah. a decision for. Being uh. real about uh. this business, okay. disregard okay. what you think uh. looks cool. Dumb as I was trying to do. Pull up when I make your room and drill. Yeah. Cut copper wire from a plate of spool. Uh. Calculated everything already, so in. go ahead and make it move. You know me, man, I've been in the groove. Make your move, what? do whatever you behoove. Uh. Scrum master uh. swagging uh. on the seat. Uh. Use uh. only Linux, but okay. I use that. Windows always ain't think goofy. Yeah. Terminal only ain't no gooey. What? Pull up, pull up, pull up. They like who's he? Got a team of okay. lawyers dependent for you, sir. Pursue me. Talking about broke subject nine going times out of ten, you gon' lose in. me. In that mode, he was greeted in some toes. But next and place and foes. Only using Linux ain't no gooey. 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 Only using Linux. Only using Linux. I'm 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 only using I'm 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 only using Linux. What? Chapter five of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 5 That changes in sects and tongues and the happening of floods and pestilences obliterate the memory of the past. To those philosophers who will have it that the world has existed from all eternity, it were, I think, a good answer that if what they say be true, we ought to have record of a longer period than 5,000 years. Did it not appear that the memory of past times is blotted out by a variety of causes, some reparable to men and some to heaven? Among the causes which have a human origin are the changes in sects and tongues. Because when a new sect, that is to say a new religion, comes up, its first endeavour, in order to give itself reputation, is to efface the old. And should it so happen, the founders of the new religion speak another tongue, this may readily be effected. This we know from observing the methods which Christianity has followed in dealing with the religion of the Gentiles, for we find that it has abolished all the rites and ordinances of that worship, and obliterated every trace of the ancient belief. True. It has not succeeded in utterly blotting out our knowledge of things done by the famous men who held that belief. 
and this because the propagators of the new faith, retaining the Latin tongue, were constrained to use it in writing the new law. For could they have written this in a new tongue, we may infer, having regard to their other persecutions, that no record whatever would have survived to us of past events. For anyone who reads of the methods followed by St. Gregory and the other heads of the Christian religion will perceive with what animosity they pursued all ancient memorials, burning the... Part 2, Chapters 5 and 6 of the Kama Sutra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The Kama Sutra by Vatsyayana Part 2, Chapter 5 On Biting and the Means to be Employed with Regard to Women of Different Countries All the places that can be kissed are also the places that can be bitten, except the upper lip, the interior of the mouth, and the eyes. The qualities of good teeth are as follows. They should be equal, possessed of a pleasing brightness, capable of being colored, of proper proportions, unbroken, and with sharp ends. The defects of teeth, on the other hand, are that they are blunt, protruding from the gums, rough, soft, large, and loosely set. The following are the different kinds of biting. The hidden bite, the swollen bite, the point, the line of points, the coral and the jewel, the line of jewels, the broken cloud, the biting of the boar. 1. The biting which is shown only by the excessive redness of the skin that is bitten is called the hidden bite. 2. When the skin is pressed down on both sides, it is called the swollen bite. 3. When a small portion of the skin is bitten with two teeth only, it is called the point. 4. When such small portions of the skin are bitten with all the teeth, it is called the line of points. 5. The biting which is done by bringing together the teeth and the lips is called the coral and the jewel. The lip is the coral, and the teeth the jewel. 6. When biting is done with all the teeth, it is called the line of jewels. 7. The biting which consists of unequal risings in a circle, and which comes from the space between the teeth, is called the broken cloud. This is impressed on the breasts. 8. The biting which consists of many broad rows of marks near to one another, and with red intervals, is called the biting of a boar. This is impressed on the breasts and the shoulders, and these two last modes of biting are peculiar to persons of intense passion. What's the standard deviation from the cop report? What's the standard deviation from the cop report? What's the standard deviation from the cop report? Get the standard deviation from the cop report. 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 Get the standard deviation. Get the standard deviation. Get the standard deviation. 
gotta stay up in cash. Forex tripping, gotta stay up in cash. I got the Forex tripping, gotta stay up in cash. The car reporter in the peak assistance point is on my screen. Why he making stuff up? I don't know. Maybe it's Maybelline. I wouldn't trade my team, but I dismantle yours. Smoothly, so fly, dog. I'm a sore vertical farm grass from the counties. That's poor. Oh, I gotta get more. Need a beast in them door to door. Shoot 100 times, cause I'm down to score. So I stay up in the game, so I'm just gonna shoot some more. I cannot go away, even though it's not a really smart time to trade. Once I get the credit line going, then the previous feeling that I mentioned must be waived. And you don't even really know how to participate. You just be out for on the sidelines and acting lame. I stack in game, but the flow, keeping black and green on the PLs. Been up three hours before the bill. Time and payments for the paydecks, never been up in a cell. I'm sipping on Propel that I designed all myself. I see the stuff that I made, and it's growing on the play market shelf. I'm for the wealth. Deviation from the cop report. What's the standard deviation from the cop report? What's the standard deviation from the cop report? Get the standard deviation from the cop report. 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 Get the standard deviation. Get the standard deviation. What? Get the standard deviation. Get the standard deviation. Part 6, Chapters 3 and 4 of the Kama Sutra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The Kama Sutra by Vatsyayana. Part 6, Chapter 3 of the means of getting money, of the signs of the change of a lover's feelings, and of the way to get rid of him. Money is got out of a lover in two ways that is, by natural or lawful means, and by artifices. Old authors are of opinion that when a courtesan can get as much money as she wants from her lover, she should not make use of artifice. But Vatsyayana lays down that though she may get some money from him by natural means, yet when she makes use of artifice, he gives her doubly more, and therefore artifice should be resorted to for the purpose of extorting money from him at all events. Now the artifices to be used for getting money from her lover are as follows. First, taking money from him on different occasions for the purpose of purchasing various articles, such as ornaments, food, drink, flowers, perfumes and cloths, and either not buying them or getting from him more than their cost. Second, praising his intelligence to his face. Third, pretending to be obliged to make gifts on occasion of festivals connected with vows, trees, gardens, temples, or tanks. Footnote. On the completion of a vow, a festival takes place. Some trees, such as the Pipul and Banyan trees, are invested with sacred threads like the Brahmins, and on the occasion of this ceremony, a festival is given. In the same way, when gardens are made, and tanks or temples built, then also festivals are observed. End footnote. 
Fourth, pretending that at the time of going to his house, her jewels have been stolen either by the king's guards or by robbers. Fifth, alleging that her property has been destroyed by fire, by the falling of her house, or by the carelessness of her servants. Sixth, pretending to have lost the ornaments of her lover along with her own. Seventh, causing him to hear through other people of the expenses incurred by her in coming to see him. Eighth, contracting debts for the sake of her lover. Ninth, disputing with her mother on account of some expense incurred by her for her lover, and which... Chapter 2 of The Art of Money-Getting This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Preston The Art of Money-Getting by P.T. Barnum Chapter 2 Select the Right Location After securing the right vocation, you must be careful to select the proper location. You may have been cut out for a hotel keeper, and they say it requires a genius to know how to keep a hotel. You might conduct a hotel like clockwork and provide satisfactorily for 500 guests every day. Yet, if you should locate your house in a small village where there is no railroad communication or public travel, the location would be your ruin. It is equally important that you do not commence business where there are already enough to meet all demands in the same occupation. I remember a case which illustrates this subject. When I was in London in 1858, I was passing down Holborn with an English friend and came to the Penny Shows. They had immense cartoons outside portraying the wonderful curiosities to be seen, all for a penny. Being a little in the show line myself, I said, let us go in here. We soon found ourselves in the presence of the illustrious showman, and he proved to be the sharpest man in that line I had ever met. He told us some extraordinary stories in reference to his bearded ladies, his albinos, and his armadillos, which we could hardly believe, but thought it better to believe it than look after the proof. He finally begged to call our attention to some wax statuary and showed us a lot of the dirtiest and filthiest wax figures imaginable. They looked as if they had not seen water since the deluge. "'What is there so wonderful about your statuary?' I asked. "'I beg you not to speak so satirically,' he replied. "'Sir, these are not Madame Tussaud's wax figures, "'all covered with glit and tinsel and imitation diamonds "'and copied from engravings and photographs. "'Mine, sir.' Book Four of The Art of War by Niccolo Machiavelli Translated by Henry Neville this LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Clive Catterall Book 4 Luigi said, Since an engagement has been won so honourably under my rule, I think it is well if I do not tempt fortune further, knowing how changeable and unstable it is. And therefore I desire to resign my speakership, and that, wanting to follow the order that belongs to the youngest, Zenobi now assume this office of questioning, and I know he will not refuse this honour, 
or we would rather say, this hard work, as much in order to give pleasure as also because he is naturally more courageous than I. Nor should he be afraid to enter into these labours, where he can thus be overcome as he can overcome. Zenobi said, I intend to stay where you put me, even though I would more willingly stay to listen, because up to now I am more satisfied with your questions than those which occurred to me in listening to your discussions pleased me. But I believe it is well, lords, since you have time left, and of patience, we do not annoy you with these ceremonies of ours. Fabrizio said, Rather you give me pleasure, because this change of questioners makes me know the various geniuses and your various desires. Is there anything remaining of the matter discussed which you think should be added? Zenobi said, There are two things I desire before we pass on to another part. The one is that you would show me if there is another form of organising the army which may occur to you. The other, what considerations ought a captain have before going to battle? And if some accident should arise concerning it, what remedies can be made? Fabrizio said, I will make an effort to satisfy you. I will not reply to your questions in detail, for when I answer one, often it will also answer another. I have told you that I proposed a form for the army which should fill all the requirements according to the nature of the enemy and the site, because in this case one proceeds according to the site and the enemy. But note this, that there is no greater peril than to overextend the front of your army, unless you have a very large and very brave army. Otherwise you have to make it rather wide and of short length than of long length and very narrow. For when you have a small force compared to the enemy, you ought to seek other remedies. For Introduction to the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shane Greener The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius by Marcus Aurelius Antoninus Translated by George Long Introduction Marcus Arnius Verus was born in Rome in A.D. 121 and assumed the name of Marcus Aurelius Antoninus, by which he is known to history on his adoption by the Emperor T. Aurelius Antoninus. He succeeded to the imperial throne in 161 and ruled till his death in 180. His reign, though marked by justice and moderation at home, was troubled by constant warfare on the frontiers of the empire, and Aurelius spent much of his later years in the uncongenial task of commanding armies that no longer proved irresistible against the barbarian hordes. M. Aurelius was educated by the orator Fronto, but turned aside from rhetoric to study of the Stoic philosophy, of which he was the last distinguished representative. The meditations, which he wrote in Greek, are among the most noteworthy expressions of this system and exhibited favourably on its practical side. His own precepts he carried out with singular consistency, and both in his public and his private life he was in the highest degree conscientious. He and his predecessor are noted as the only Roman emperors who can be said to have ruled with a single eye to the welfare of their subjects. During his reign, Rome was visited by a severe pestilence, and this, with reverses suffered by his armies, threw the populace into a panic and led them to demand the sacrifice of the Christians whom they regarded as having brought down the anger of the gods. Aurelius seems to have shared the panic, and his record is stained by his sanction of the cruel persecution. 
This incident in the career of the last and one of the loftiest of the pagan moralists may be regarded as symbolic of the dying effort of heathenism to check the advancing tide of Christianity. The meditations picture with faithfulness the mind and character of this noblest of the emperors. Simple in style and sincere in tone, they record for all time the height reached by pagan aspirations in its effort to solve the problem of conduct and the essential agreement of his practice with his teachings proved that even in a palace life may be led well. End of introduction. Recording by Shane Greenup. Shane Greenup. Blogs. Chapter 17 of The Science of Being Great by Wallace D. Wattles. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. More about thought. Give place here to some further consideration of thought. You will never become great until your own thoughts make you great, and therefore it is of the first importance that you should think. You will never do great things in the external world until you think great things in the internal world. And you will never think great things until you think about truth, about the verities. To think great things, you must be absolutely sincere, and to be sincere, you must know that your intentions are right. Insincere or false thinking is never great, however logical and brilliant it may be. The first and most important step is to seek the truth about human relations, to know what you ought to be to other men, and what they ought to be to you. This brings you back to the search of a right viewpoint. You should study organic and social evolution. Read Darwin and Walter Thomas Mills, and when you read, think. Think the whole matter over until you see the world of things and men in the right way. Think about what God is doing until you see what He is doing. Your next step is to think yourself into the right personal attitude. Your viewpoint tells you what the right attitude is, and obedience to the soul puts you into it. It is only by making a complete consecration of yourself to the highest it is within you that you can attain to sincere thinking. So long as you know you are selfish in your aims, or dishonest or crooked in any way in your intentions or practices, your thinking will be false, and your thoughts will have no power. Think about the way you are doing things, about all your intentions, purposes and practices, until you know that they are right. The fact of his own complete unity with God is one that no person can grasp without deep and sustained thinking. Anyone can accept the proposition in a superficial way, but to feel and realize a vital comprehension of it is another matter. It is easy to think of going outside of yourself to meet God, but it is not easy to think of going inside yourself to meet God. But God is there, and in the Holy of Holies of your own soul, you may meet Him face to face. It is a tremendous thing, this fact that all you need is already within you that you do not have to consider how to get the power to do what you want to do, or to make credit line. Man, I hate when I gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate when I gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate when I gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate when I gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate when I gotta build a credit line. Three cap bucket, make it fast and go trust it. Anybody try to go and play, go get busted. Rather converse over real subjects. Used to dream eating margarita wings in front of publics. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yo, go so low so I get that fast But still gotta build my team so that I can stay Gotta wake up and I do it every day Make a to-do list, print out with the cron Whipping up great Poupon 6 hours after dawn 20k unit for bricks, trade on Keeping more green than the lawn I can rent a drop top anytime I want at leisure Turn a raspberry pie into a movie theater You don't like me, I don't like it either Either striking markers when they lukewarm or keep it hot Kinda like it's a new heater Making textures into liters Mixing up new tropics and some beakers Squeeze the sounds coming from your speakers Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Three K per bucket, make it fast and go trust it. Anybody try to go and play, gonna get busted. Rather converse over real subjects. Used to dream eating margarita wings in front of publics. Uh. Just had a patch on the Chromebook. Oh. Is that your password? Yeah. Is it strong dog? Let me take a look. In my tat, little S big P, yo IP, so try me, please fingerprint and recon flow, call it this old guy. Double S, no stress, get pen tested by the best. Running up checks, diminishing the best persistent threats. Could care less, ain't tryna impress the best. Weird looking best, staying in the scope so there's never a rest. But I barely get rest up, but for the sun, still trailing for X. Pulling jug bands, hands on my screen. 89 period, ATR. Running through it, goes, I say I went too far. I don't play about the way. I'ma have to increase my pay. Any day, I can turn the sun into the rain. So, y'all haters, y'all can stay mundane. Getting changed for mitigating risk from kill chains. In map scan, all your IP range. I'll keep you on your toes, but I still bet that you won't swing. PNC, get residual, but people need to ride. So, I Stay in your face when you see me, it's time to decide Should I buy a plaza or should I let it ride? Uh. I don't know, but it's mad land outside I already could afford it, but the question is Do I want a two-in hole in the petrified forest? Keeping money flows in orbit TV screens fall in the Uber watching orbit Don't interrupt me when I'm recording Smoothly belly rocking Jordans Doing things that's way more important Google see my name and it's always corporate Started 10 cube off the dead, hold it, then absorb it. No stress, get pen tested by the best. Running up checks, diminishing the best, persistent threats. Could care less, ain't tryna impress the best. Weird looking best, staying in the scope so there's never a rest. But I really get rest up, but for the sun, still trading forex. Microphone, put a murk, leaving haters feeling hurt. Keep the knowledge on how the name is lurk. H double TP lets me see traffic from one end to END. Privilege designation IDS. Reports on my law, repping through all the fault. Yeah, you might walk the path, but I build a job. Through the ports, get cloned. Latest recon ports, just put bounties for the eye doors. Checking on the time score, just die slash to get on the tour. Caption flags, man, I gotta get more. So Sanitize your input Watch what you put in your header Fingerprint and recon Fingerprint and recon
Gotta get it up to 25, increasing my engagement rate on 25 like 20 times. Who is he smoothly? Always gonna shine. Bash ninjas in the zone, off the throne, breaking microphones on the grind. All the time running through the VMG, edit lines, uh, electro plated solution from Finney's and the Dimes. As a matter of fact, new drop shocker extract, W space tack tack L after cat. That's how you count the lines, right? The rhymes, grab the rhymes, grab the rhymes. I'm a grab the Grab the rhymes. I'ma grab the, grab the rhymes. Yo, ice white, leave a haters blind. Virtual t-shirt designs, old wine. Too those times where we had to make a hater resign. Setting stones, color line, but pen test take way more time. Conduct it, tape where I align. Oh no, bro, no dough, so you're gonna get declined. Run it up like RZA and Divine. Stay up in your place, bit bold, you get a sign going, glowing. Blowing off a whim, bash ninja wax transfer all on my tips. Checking haters with weak chins. I be wet news right out of Berlin. Your track with the best like once again. Pimp computers, pimp pins, zero sum game. How can you win? Keeping leashes in the dog bin. My bash code always gonna spin. You hit me good cause you do not know where to begin. It can be on your pins, gotta be a pin. It blow from a DSLR lens. You can mean mugs, move me, gonna grin. We've been icy, oh so froze. Yeah, they chose since way back then. But still, it's my bins, but I guess it depends. Hold up. Gotta let that seat bend. Oh, the sun trading for risk itself on the weekends. Do not approach me like weekend. Every rhyme that I finish, they be like, Can you do it one more kid? Rap like glue on the car side. My double pull up wood in the walk, yeah. Oh, from the bend hill and the grind don't stop. No. Came from John Thomas selling no stocks. Running through cold lines like I'm Dr. Spot. Just bought an automatic movement for the time clock. Whamming via phones. No silicone, reheating all the polymer plots. First batch of clay got botched. Just made a tincture to capture a aroma of the apricot. 52 crossbone, hot eye box. Leave the haters, Molly Wild Grind is in this box. The platter got a whip of the props at the bleed. That's where it be. Pull up and I set up shop. Rather handle it on my own. I don't ever gotta ever talk to cops. Make your stomach drop. Mad at me cause your company blocked. Came a long way from a block. But you must be stupid or just confused If you ever think I'm a cease or stop So confused Still my need for a clock Pick a clip, hair clip They wouldn't let us in So we had to pick a lock Ha, ha Humming, stunning, running, virtual wood, commas, haters, don't want no problems uh, uh, On uh, Alibaba shopping, but we run the plug yeah. You can't kill my buds, doing Sockets. what it does Sockets. 